a clip to play for you of Donald Trump that is truly something to behold. He tries so desperately in the clip that you're about to watch to exude normal emotion having, emotion experiencing human, okay? I feel normal things and I'm expressing those things and I'm going to try to do something called kindness and it doesn't go well because trump struggles with those sorts of emotions um and it's really strange so this comes from the iowa caucus last night of course trump won in a pretty big landslide as was expected this is a trump party unfortunately well he comes out and i don't know why he is trying to act like he's someone that he's not. But apparently they got some polling back that a lot of the voters he'll need to win over in a general election against Joe Biden just hate how divisive he is and how wild he is. And so scribbled, this is my assumption, all over his speech is act normal, act like, again, as I said previously, an emotion experiencing human and pretend like you respect DeSantis and Nikki Haley and say something sort of kind about them. Uh, and also pretend like you're about unity. Can you imagine? So I'll show you the unity clip in just a second. But first, the clip just that just really got me dying uh, laughing because of how absurd it is. Here's Trump trying to congratulate Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a good a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, oh, so I don't know if he's trying to mock them or if he genuinely is trying to read what was written for him and just can't deliver it authentically, genuinely. But congratulating and saying two individuals did well when they lost to you by like 30 points, uh, it just doesn't come off right. And then going, and I don't even know who got second yet. We don't know, but they did a great job for them. Uh, it reminds me of whenever you're trying to apologize to somebody, but you don't really feel bad for what happened, but you know just to get the conflict over, you have to apologize. And so you say something like, I'm so sorry if you were offended by what I did. <laughs> I truly apologize. And they know that you're just checking a box. You know that you're just checking a box. That's how that came off to me. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a good time together. That's the language he used. A good time together. And they really did a great job both getting around 20 uh that's just so so crazy okay with that being said here's trump saying we need to come together well yeah we want to come together you're making that really difficult well i want to thank everybody this has been some period of time and most importantly we want to thank the great people of iowa thank you we love you all what a turnout what a crowd and i really think this is time now for everybody our country to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would hey, maybe calling the other side vermin 
and maybe saying that migrants poison the blood of America, maybe trying to block the peaceful transfer of power, maybe calling for the termination of the Constitution, saying that media outlets should be uh, crushed by the government. The language was come down hard. Uh, the government should come down hard on MSNBC. Maybe those things make it hard to sing kumbaya with both sides. Maybe your historic level of divisive language and actions makes that really, really difficult. Maybe stripping away the rights of women makes it sort of hard to link arms and sing kumbaya. Maybe this from the uh, polls that were done, I guess this was an entrance poll, a CNN entrance poll at the Iowa caucuses found this. This makes it really hard to unite. Do you think Biden legitimately won in 2020 is the question? Yes, 28% among Republican voters in this entrance poll say yes. No is 68%. Trump has convinced 70%, at least according to this poll and other polls are very consistent, 70% of the Republican Party to believe that the election was stolen for Joe Biden from Donald Trump. That makes it really hard, Trump, for right, left, center to all unite around a common belief because you're trying to unravel one of the core principles we're all supposed to abide by and believe in. One of the things that's supposed to unite us is our belief in our democracy. Our belief that even if the person you don't like wins, you respect the fact that they should take over the office they won in a free and fair election. Then, by the way, also in a different entrance poll, we learned that 63% of Republicans say Trump is still fit to be president even if he's convicted. Yikes. Now, stick around for this too because it's more just painful cringe. Ron DeSantis uh, came out and pretended, and the Nikki Haley speech I think is even more absurd, but we'll start with DeSantis, came out and sort of declared victory for getting second place. But it's not second place two points behind, right? A 30 percentage, uh, percentage point gap there, which is brutal. Uh, but he says we got our ticket punched out of Iowa. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. We love you too. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. They spent almost $50 million attacking us. No one's faced that much all the way just through Iowa. They, the media was against us. They were writing our obituary months. DeSantis <laughs> is acting a little inebriated. Ron. To go. They even called the election before people even got a chance to vote. The chance to vote. Uh, uh, so odd energy coming from Ron, but he's declaring victory for second place. And don't criticize the media for projecting that Trump would win the Iowa caucuses when, first of all, they were absolutely correct. And second of all, even early, early results. And I think it was the entrance polls were able to solidly indicate Trump was going to win. Then Nikki Haley speaks and says that the Iowa caucus made this a 
two-candidate race, referring to her and Trump. But she got third place. Now, I'll explain the logic after this, but on its face, a very strange thing to say when you're coming out and speaking after you got third place. I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Again, two-person race, you're in third, so would it be DeSantis and Trump? Now, the logic is, DeSantis didn't crush her, and she's definitely going to do better than DeSantis in New Hampshire. So, uh, I guess she's, I don't know how Iowa made it a two-person race. New Hampshire probably will make it a two-person race. Really, it's a one-person race, okay? Unfortunately, we're not celebrating this fact, but it's just true that Trump is going to trounce the other candidates in this primary because Republican, uh, the Republican Party has gone MAGA. It's controlled by MAGA. Voters are choosing MAGA, and that's an issue, a reality that we have to interact with. Uh, but before we can do that and before we can combat that reality politically, we got to accept that reality. And a lot of people aren't. Oh, no, maybe the Mitt Romney type Republican will beat Trump somehow. The sort of Nikki Haley thing. It's not going to happen. The Republican Party is the Trump Party. And that's what we have to be politically pushing back against. Not hoping that that's not the case. Uh, then you have just a random clip from this morning in the aftermath of the election results where Nikki Haley said this. Are you a racist party? Are you involved in a racist party? No, we're, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Our goal is... We've never been a racist country. We've never been a racist country. Hmm. We've never been a... Nikki. I've talked about before. The debate over are we a racist country to me is way up in the atmosphere, nebulous. Let's talk about racism that exists. Let's talk about addressing systemic racism. Debating over that nebulous term. Are we, a, as a country, racist? To me, doesn't make any sense. How do we make progress based on that debate? I don't think we do but like i said let's talk about the manifestations of racism and how we combat that but nikki haley loves saying that statement i've never heard her say we've never been a racist country my goodness i'm sure most of you are aware of or even watch brian tyler cohen he's a fellow progressive political commentator and i came across a moment from his show that was so good i had to play it for you. Normally I don't play clips from other progressive commentator shows because hopefully you're watching them already. So I'm not going to double up here, but this one's too good. Uh, so I'll play it to start this conversation. And it's essentially just generally on the subject of the Republican party's loyalty to Trump and how it's become this party of Trump. It is the Trump party. And that brings people to making the most absurd arguments in the world like the lawyers arguing for trump that the president trump specifically would be immune from criminal prosecution if he weren't impeached and convicted on something even if that something is directing seal team six to murder his political opponent 
And now Republicans go, yeah, we definitely believe that law and order, except for we should have someone completely outside of that process being the president. It's ridiculous. And Brian Tyler Cohen got pretty punchy in this clip in the best of ways. Take a look. The reality is that far from being these alphas, Republicans want one thing, to be ruled. They want to be under the thumb of whoever seems to them to be the strongest man. All of these conservative commentators and media figures and politicians run around demanding that you know how strong and masculine they are, but the second they see Donald Trump, this 77-year-old reality TV star who can barely walk down a 10% incline and literally doesn't know how to spell the word stolen, they turn into the bachelorettes welcoming the bachelor to the mansion each one more desperate than the next to get 30 seconds of alone time with him. If they were any more up Trump's ass, they would be able to escape out of his mouth. This guy says out loud that a president should have carte blanche to do quite literally anything and not face criminal prosecution, and the entire conservative ecosystem took it with a shrug. Why? Because they agree. They want it. They are too infatuated with Donald Trump to even consider speaking out against what is effectively the end of democracy. And granted, if Joe Biden said any of this, my God, you would have to prep the fainting couches across the entire country. There wouldn't be a single Republican in existence who wouldn't be out there decrying the fascist rhetoric of that wannabe dictator Joe Biden. But because Trump said it, and they've all taken up residence in the protective warmth of his colon, suddenly it's crickets from the purported party of the Constitution. Yeah. That's it. You can't say that you have a principle of, or that you stand by your principle of believing and protecting and advocating on behalf of the Constitution and law and order and no one's above the law, and then have the guy who's definitely going to be the nominee in your party argue in court that he should be able to do anything as president and avoid criminal prosecution if he's not impeached and convicted. You just can't. And you can't say you're for the Constitution while that individual is saying we should terminate the Constitution. Uh, a massive fraud of this type of magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, articles, even those found in the Constitution. That's the exact quote from Trump on Truth Social. Or him saying that the government should come down hard on MSNBC. Or him being a civilly liable rapist in the party of family values or him trying to block the peaceful transfer of power essential to our democracy. And he wanted to chuck that in the garbage can. You can't say that your party stands for the constitution or for our democratic process or for any of these things, which I guess they're giving up on even branding themselves that way when you're supporting that guy. And it's true that the loyalty to Trump for so many of these leaders so many of the voters has become more of a priority than loyalty to our constitution. And so what we're finding out, and I know this sounds blunt and brutal, but it's true. We're finding out that a lot of people in this country love Donald Trump more than they love our constitution, more than they love our democracy, more then they love the concept of our country. What's supposed to make our country special is something they would give up because they love Trump that much. They just can't get enough of his incoherent rants and dripping makeup. <laughs> no, I know it's not that, but whatever it is. And then the weird 
obsession with having a strongman. Why can't we just elect people who have good policies? If they don't follow through on the promises, we kick them out after their terms up. We vote them out of office and then we have meaningful policy discussions. Why does it have to be one guy that you fall so hard for that nothing he says or does really matters because you're so bought into him? Now, I want to remind you of the moment that's being referred to from this wild moment in court, Trump's lawyer arguing the most absurd thing you could imagine. Could a president order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? That's an official act in order to SEAL Team 6? He, he would have to be and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal what prosecution. If weren't? What if he weren't? There would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that? Chief Justice's opinion in Marbury against Madison and uh, 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 and our Constitution tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked you a yes or yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first, and so, so, so your answer is. Is, no. is my answer is qualified? Yes. It's uh, no, it's so aggravating. Listen to that. So because I guess they don't feel like they can argue effectively that Trump isn't guilty of the things he's being accused of in terms of trying to overthrow our democratic process and of putting together the fraudulent slate of electors trying to get Pence to count phony electors. It's the craziest thing. I, I can't believe that anyone would be okay with this. Uh, most of them don't even understand what happened, but if you understand it and you're okay with it, you just don't believe in our democracy. Uh, Trump trying to put together and putting together slates of fraudulent electors and then trying to get those counted instead of the real ones to just say, I won the electoral college when he didn't. Or find me 11,780 votes. Trying to get local officials, not just that instance, but obviously very prominently that instance to just find <laughs> phony votes and say that Trump won a state that he lost or after those didn't work, trying to get Pence to just say, we're not going to certify the electoral count and then sicking a mob on his vice president that chanted hang Mike Pence because he didn't do the thing that the constitution absolutely prohibits him from doing. or generally inciting that mob to attack the Capitol to block the certification of the election. And Trump's lawyers know there's a lot of evidence that Trump did all those things. And so they feel like maybe we can just argue he should be immune from everything. I don't know if we can say if they have the right to criminally prosecute him that he's not guilty of the things, but maybe we can say they just don't have the right to criminally prosecute him. It's stunning. And it's a violation of every constitutional principle that Republicans said they stood by. And that's the moment that we're in. Here's a Republican who, despite the massive differences in policies that we have and my massive criticisms of her policies, does at least check the most basic box, which is abiding by the Constitution and being willing to support the Constitution, and that's Liz Cheney, who essentially 
gave up her position in Congress to speak out against Donald Trump and to call out his threat to democracy. And she spoke at the Ebenezer Baptist Church yesterday during MLK Day and had this to say about Donald Trump. My friends, as we meet this afternoon, a great lie is doing its work, poisoning the bloodstream of our democracy. A former president refuses to acknowledge that he lost, and he has convinced millions that our elections and our democracy no longer work. He threatens the foundations of our nation and everything Dr. King persevered to save. If given the chance, this former president's allies in Congress will once again ignore the rulings of our nation's courts, the outcome of our elections, and the words of our Constitution. As they, as they claim for themselves the right to throw out the votes of millions of Americans and install their former leader as our president. We must not let them prevail. And that's exactly right. That's what this election is about. It's crazy. It's hard to believe. It feels like surely it's hyperbolic to say democracy is on the line in this election. Surely we can't be genuinely experiencing that type of pivotal moment in American history, but we are. They were okay with him, as she said, installing himself as the president. That's what would have happened if these schemes had worked. They didn't, but he could try again this time and maybe it'll work. And that's what they were okay with previously. Then he has that track record, then added on top of it promises about a second term, such as I'll be a dictator, but it's a joke. Or all the things I talk about on a daily basis, the termination of the constitution, the targeting of media outlets, the execution of his former top general, etc. The installing of loyalists across the bureaucracy so no one pushes back on him the invoking of the insurrection act so the military can crush demonstrations against him again we've gone through all of this project 2025 frightening stuff and that has to be stopped by us voting against him i have for you a clip of nikki haley during an interview with cnn that is genuinely just stunning she gets asked about Trump, specifically the fact that in the party of family values, he is a civilly liable rapist, found liable for sexual abuse in a court of law uh, in the civil trial that took place months ago. And Nikki Haley panics, as you're going to see, says a bunch of incoherent gobbledygook, uh, a word salad of all word salads, and then something about her not paying attention to any of these cases. Why? Why would you not pay attention to the leading contender for president of the United States in the party that you're also running uh, in to be president? <laughs> you're trying to get the nomination that he's probably going to get. You should pay attention to him being a civilly liable rapist. Uh, but that being said, take a look at this. You're the only woman in this race. How do you feel about your party's front runner being held liable for sexual 
abuse. I mean, first of all, I haven't paid attention to his, his cases, and I'm not a lawyer. All I know is that he's innocent until proven guilty, and when he's proven guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You've got investigations on Trump and Biden. A lot of people... I'm going to play more, but we have to dissect this clip. What? What are you talking about? Let me go back. And I'm not a lawyer. All I know is that he's innocent until proven guilty, and when he's proven guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You've got investigations on Trump and Biden. But a lot of people, forgive me. And then when he's proven guilty, that's exactly what I'm talking about. What's what, what, what? And then you say there's investigations into Biden and Trump. How dare you? It's just so aggravating, I'm so sick of this. What are you, what are you talking about? Biden's being investigated by Republicans in the House and finding nothing. And that's what I've warned of time and time again. They're going to use the fact that they're doing an investigation, then pointing at that investigation as proof that eh, Trump and Biden are kind of on the same footing. Yeah, that's kind of, they're both kind of, I don't know, corrupt. I don't know, allegations on both sides. Yeah, one of them actually has so much evidence of these allegations that he was criminally charged and he is, it seems likely going to be convicted. We'll see how it goes. Due process, but it seems pretty likely, at least on one of the cases, he'll end up being convicted. Biden is being investigated what you actually could accurately call a witch hunt, even though they use that term in the other direction. And they're uncovering nothing so badly that even Republicans don't want to vote to impeach Biden. So you can't even put those in the same sentence. Okay. And also, wait, one last thing. Trump already was found liable. Now, it was a civil case, so he wasn't found criminally guilty, but he was found liable in a trial in a court of law and is having to pay out because of it. So it happened already, Nikki. You said a court of law. It happened. Now judge that. Respond to that. He had his day in court. But a lot of people, forgive me, but a lot of people uh, in the Republican Party blow it all off and say that it's all a witch hunt, and which is because what I he think says. some of the some of the cases but this have case been in political. Particular, this one I haven't looked at, but look, if he's found guilty, then he'll he needs to pay the price. He needs to do what he's supposed to. Every one of these cases, they need to be heard out. He needs to defend himself. If he is found guilty, he's going to pay the price. If he's not found guilty, then we move forward. What I will tell you is. I'm focused on the economy, the border, and education, and getting our country back on track. If he's sitting in a courtroom, that goes back to what I'm saying. We can't continue to be distracted. We can't continue to be in chaos. We have a country to save. Yeah. What we're asking for, Nikki, is for you and other Republicans to contend with the fact that the person, when you end up losing this race that you're going to endorse almost 100%, Trump, in a party that you have helped to brand, you're trying to brand it as family values and high character or something. And that guy is a civilly liable sexual abuser, but you won't condemn it. You'll say some just incoherent blob of words about, you know, guilty and innocent and Biden and they both investigations. And I guess if there's something bad happened, then make sure that he's held accountable for it. But I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that case. It's a massive news item, but I haven't heard a single thing. Which, by the way, is crazy. 
you're running for president against him, but also you're just a person who keeps up with politics. You've heard about the case. You know about the case. Oh man, so aggravating. I need to calm down about that. Really, really upsetting. Uh, it's the cowardice. And she's gonna endorse him and she's gonna continue to pretend as if she has no idea about that event in American history, a former president being found liable for sexually abusing somebody. And she's gonna act like she's never heard about it. Quote, I haven't paid attention to his cases. Why not? While we're wrapping up our coverage of the Iowa caucuses last night and the aftermath of it and all that, I do wanna play this moment from Rachel Maddow. It's really good. She explains why MSNBC is not gonna just show Trump's speech his victory speech, and I really was excited about this. It's Let me just interject. Sorry. I'm sorry, I just have to do a little bit no. of business just for a second. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. Steph, I interrupt you. I was just saying, I believe that's why J.B. Pritzker is not a... Finally, I know they did this uh, earlier. It's not a new policy they have, but... In the grand scheme of Trump and politics, finally, this is the standard, at least for MSNBC. I saw CNN broadcast a lot of his remarks, which is not playing Trump that's the problem. I play tons of clips of Trump. It's properly debunking what he's saying. And when you play an hour speech, then cut in and go, you know, he said the election was stolen, but that's not true. You have not properly, thoroughly gone through all of the untrue things that he spewed. And so it's more responsible because you just can't go through everything with a long speech to not broadcast it. Now, luckily for me, I just play you a clip, then I explain what was wrong with it, another clip. But if you're going to just broadcast the whole thing, you're giving a platform to lies and then not properly crushing them while they're being conveyed to the viewers and that's really dangerous and it's how trump got so much attention and so many ears to listen to what he had to say and people not understanding the deceit from him for far too long and then he developed this cult around him and so credit to msnbc for that a little bonus clip on newsmax one of the guys was talking during their coverage and uh, a man in his boxers walked in the background going to try to downplay it because as you correctly said they're basically supporting um uh ron they're basically supporting nikki haley so they're going to downplay it and they're going to try to say oh he and we're just gonna pretend like that didn't happen yikes that is today's show thank you so much for watching and listening a quick message to our podcast listeners 
if you would be so kind, it would be very helpful if you could go on whatever platform you're on and review the show, rate and review five stars, please. Uh, and just drop a little review what you think of the show, all that good stuff. And if you want to do even more, you can become a member at lukebeasleyshow.com slash membership. You get the daily bonus show and you uh, support the work that we're doing. Thank you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.